0: You're now listening to Crunch Time. No hot takes, no gimmicks. You love sports, he lives them. So buckle up your chin straps because it's time to wrap up your workday with Crunch Time.
1: Welcome in to a Friday edition of Crunch Time. I'm Blaine Vietar, filling in once again. So happy to be with you today, at Anna. Not as exciting as yesterday, though, as the Tigers fall to the Arkansas Razorbacks this afternoon, 79-67, to to exit the SEC tournament. A day after just looking pretty darn good against Mizzou, today the Tigers just couldn't get it done. Shooting 18 of 51 from the field, 35%. Yesterday against Missouri, they shot 56%. It was just an overwhelming victory for Arkansas. They took control of this ballgame from the second half on. In the first half, Tigers played them pretty close. They were able to kind of go back and forth. LSU actually took the lead not far before the halftime break, before Arkansas was able to take a three-point lead into the break. But after that, the Razorbacks just overwhelmed the Tigers' And cruise to victory, and would've been nice though if LSU was able to pull off the win. They would have been able to play a Texas A&M team instead of the number one seed Auburn, and that's an A&M team that had to go into overtime against Florida before playing a really good Auburn team today. Doesn't matter. LSU falls seventy-nine to sixty-seven this afternoon. High keys for the Tigers today. Tari Eason. First team All SEC, SEC Sixth Man of the Year, led the Tigers in scoring once again with 15 points. Darius Days chipped in with 14. Brandon Murray, the only other Tiger in double figures, with 13 points. LSU this afternoon on the diamond was able to come up with a victory over Bethune Cookman, and this is a you know a, a game that you probably didn't think was going to be very close. But, boy, would it, it, was, it was close every step of the way, right? Tigers pulled off the victory 8-7. to seven. It was highlighted by a six-run inning for Bethune-Cookman where, of course, LSU made a costly error. The catcher McManus overthrows first baseman Trey Morgan. That led to a three-run home run for Bethune-Cookman before the Tigers just kind of overwhelmed them themselves. Home runs on the day from Dylan Cruz, K. Doty, and, of course, Jacob Berry. Hit another bomb, up to seven on the season. This one, 109 off the bat, 411 feet. Absolutely crushed it. Tigers still doing big things at the plate, not so much on the mound and in the field. Big storyline for the game for LSU, though. Blake Money exit the game with an injury. Holding that right arm, just kind of still. Going to have to wait and see. He's LSU's ace. Would not be good for the Tigers to head into SEC play next week without Blake Money, and right now it doesn't look good. Don't know what the prognosis is, but he did exit the ball game and held that right arm very close to him gingerly. So we're gonna have to wait and see what Mr. Money's status is going into SEC play. Speaking of LSU, we also have my man, the guy. Blake Ruffino of RU Serious Sports. He's going to join us here shortly, and we're going to talk Tigers basketball. We're going to talk baseball, probably talk a little recruiting as well, as Blake from RU Serious Sports likes to break down all kind of fun stuff. And then the second hour, Brendan Ertle of, uh, whew, man, Cronow Street Chronicles is going to join us to talk some hoodets, some saints, made a little cap room yesterday restructure Alvin Kamara's deal, resign a couple guys, shave off a little bit more money towards that salary cap to see what kind of moves they can make this offseason and heading into the NFL draft. Also talk some some other big news. Deshaun Watson cleared of any criminal activity, ready to go, right? Is that correct, James? I I believe you told me that when I walked in.
2: Yeah, from what I've seen, he is... A free man, and he's looking to be traded to another team.
1: Okay, free man ready to play. Calvin Ridley, you have any update on him, status? Uh, He seems to be still Still (laughs) still (laughs) suspended. Still suspended. All year, let's go. All right, all right. I I, I guess it just depends on what you do, when you do it. (laughs) That That is pretty fair.
2: depends on how much that allegation... Has gone to other players, and if you're a new guy to this certain situation,
1: all right, I guess so, huh? Plead the fifth. That's what Deshaun Watson does, and he's ready to go. I saw my man Blake Rufino, big Saints fandom himself of Are You Serious Sports. He's close to joining us right now on the Game Hotline. He posted a picture of Deshaun Watson, a little bit of an airbrush Saints uni, got everybody pretty jazzed up. I saw he had a lot of run on Twitter and Facebook with that picture. Baseball still back. We'll talk a little bit more about that too in the second hour. Still jazzed up about it. Raging Cajuns baseball right now. Down 5-3 to three in the fourth inning to the Houston Cougars. So, a lot of stuff still to get to. What we're going to do, though, we're going to take a break and we're going to reset. When we come back, the guy, Blake Rafino of Are You Serious Sports is going to join us. We'll break it down, all things LSU, and have a ton of fun on this Friday afternoon. So, stick here and don't go anywhere. Right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and one zero four one Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station
0: great news my sports loving friend no more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right that's because you've already found the perfect match for sports talk love that is Now, back to the only lover you'll ever need. The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
1: And right back in to Crunch Time on 1037 The Game. I'm Blaine Vietar filling in for the last time. Right before we kick off the new show, Crunch Time with Mesh and Miguez. Going to air starting on Monday. Boy, that's exciting. Can't wait to check those guys out. But we're not going to waste any time. We're going to head straight out to the game hotline and bring on my guy, Blake Rafino of Are You Serious Sports. Blake, how goes it on this Friday afternoon?
3: Oh, man, chaotic, brother. I'm sorry I'm late. <laughs> oh, doing this. You all good, yeah, my sorry, man. You,
1: oh, you, Hey, dude, no, no apology necessary, man. I appreciate you jumping on. Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit of apology for LSU Tigers and Will Wade this afternoon as they were just overwhelmed by the Arkansas Razorbacks here in the SEC tournament.
3: Yeah, you know, Blaine, I I think, you know, and I'm taking some heat on this right now, but it is what it is. I I mean, after LSU got teed up and Will Wade got teed up, uh, Arkansas went on a 19-0 run, and I don't think that you can – I don't think that you can ignore the fact that momentum completely shifted in that game, right? And so I I just – for whatever reason, Will has to understand that He's going to, you know, when he does something, he's going to get teed up. He's, it's not going to be fair across the board. And the fact that he keeps kind of like running his head up against the wall is kind of aggravating at times for me. I don't know about you, Blaine, but it is for me.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it can be frustrating. He's a guy that's very emotional. And uh, coming off of the allegations, you have to, to think, you know, the American gangster was probably – You know, playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I I think that worked for him coming out in the Missouri game, like gangbusters and just overwhelming the Missouri Tigers. But today, it didn't work, especially a 19-0 run. And when you have an LSU basketball team that's offense is really not set up to come back from stuff like that, you you, got to think that, you know, that was the kind of final nail in the coffin for the Tigers this afternoon.
3: Yeah, completely, completely. And look, they're going to continue to have these struggles. They're going to make the tournament, they're going to continue to have these struggles. So, I mean – Wade's got to have to regroup and, and, and get ready for next season so uh you know he said his press conference a couple of weeks ago he's like yeah we'll just get ready for next season and it kind of just got glossed over by LSU fans so you know what if you want to have that mentality I guess so should I
1: and you talk about next season, I mean, it feels kind of in limbo, right? I, since the NOA came down uh, just a few days ago and, you know, just the way the Tigers performed on the back half of this season, I, is, is Will Wade untouchable? You know, Scott Woodward's already made its mark. We talked about it all week on this show, that Scott Woodward's already made its mark across LSU sports. Is he looking to do that and make sure he gets all the big four? Uh,
3: it wouldn't surprise me, Blaine. You know, I mean, it, it, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. Um uh, I mean I, I don't th- I think it's too early for us to call I think it's too early for us to tell um and for that reason alone I mean if he wanted to then you know he he could definitely do it but you know you said the American gangster but you know every time there's been a gangster it, it never ends well for the gangster so if you want to have that moniker you got to have the moniker that comes out with it at the end of it right
1: you're right about that, Blake. Blake Rafino right now of you Serious Sports joining us on the game hotline. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Jay Johnson and the LSU Tigers on the diamond. Uh, One today against Bethune-Cookman, but, boy, was it a battle. Blake Money exits with an injury, still making errors out in the field. What's your take so far about the Tigers on the diamond?
3: I just think that there there's growing pains. Uh, I mean, you know, Jacob Berry, I mean, hit a ball that just passed over my house. I mean <laughs> – 109 mile an hour exit velocity uh, off the bat. I mean, they they can hit with anybody, but pitching and fielding is really going to hurt them. And uh, I mean, I don't know how you, I, I mean, Blaine, other than big, uh, going out there and practicing it, I mean, I don't know what you can do. I mean, Bianco started at third. I thought it was a good defensive mood. He made some good defensive plays, um, but they're going to have to let him stay in there and work this out, you know, coming off the injury. So, I like the battle of this team, though, a lot, a lot. They battle, they never quit, and they're always in game. So you, you got to like
0: that.
1: And, and let's talk about Blake Money, the injury. That, that's something that we really can't speculate at this point. But that pitch and rotation is still so many question marks on who's going to fill the Saturday and Sunday spot. We're a week away from SEC play. Uh, it's just you, you don't know where they're going to go. We hadn't seen Hilliard in a couple weeks. Uh, you, you got guys battling injuries there too. We, ultimately, how, how do you think this shakes up for this LSU pitching rotation?
3: Yeah, I got somebody told me earlier to uh, right after it happened, Boyne, that they pulled him more for precaution reasons. Um, that it doesn't look so too serious. So I, I mean that's good, but I, I mean look, I thought Ty Floyd actually did pretty good against Texas, and I think that the. My, Me personally, I think the game was more on Jason Kelly, the pitching coach. Uh, I mean, look, you can't go up against Texas and think you can go up there and throw all fastballs a guy that throws 94 miles an hour and think you're going to get away with it. Um, so, I mean, I think Ty Floyd is a solid number two. Maybe, you know, he can grow and continue to get better. But, Blaine, this whole pitching staff, they're going to have to come back and revamp it. Uh, I mean, they're not – you know they're struggling right now, and they're sometimes inconsistent. Now Fontenot looked good, but when he went up against better competition, he kind of got rocked around, right? Giving them multiple runs against, uh, or just this past weekend. So, um, look, they can hit with everybody. They're in. They're going to be in every game because they uh, how well they can hit. But when that when when you need a good pitching performance and it's a low scoring game, uh, I don't feel confident about it.
1: And you talk about like leverage guys out of the bullpen and and Dutton's been really good. Uh, I mean, Fontenot at times has been good. Hell, I thought Trent Ventmar was pitched some of the best out of all the Tigers a week ago in Minute Maid. Uh, Who's going to be the Uh, guy in the back half, though? Do you know the back end of that that bullpen that's going to close games when they need it? Because we had not had to see that guy yet this year.
3: Well, I think Rezeman has done well when he's gotten the defensive help. I mean, the run's. The reason his ERA is so low and is because the runs that have gone up against him are unearned because of injury. Um, so I mean, look, I mean, injury because of air, excuse me. Um, so with that alone, I think that he could close it. But you know, Fonteno again, he got rocked last weekend. He did good. He did really good today. His stuff was looked really good. Maybe he, with the weather, you know, even though it's going to get colder this weekend, but as the weather has started to heat up a little bit this week. Maybe he starts heating up. We've seen that in the past with him. Um, But I think they're going to have to find guys that can just come in and pitch. And they're going to have to, Blaine, you might lose a game that you're not supposed to. And and maybe like today, you know, you, you do some things today and you go down and you fight your way back, but at least you know what you got. At least you're able to battle back and win that. And that's what these games are for early part of the season now. It's the last weekend of it. But. You would rather face, you know, get all the kinks out now as much as you can before you hit Texas AM next weekend.
1: I'm going to switch gears on you once again. Blake Rufino of RU Serious Sports joins us now on the game hotline. We'll talk a little bit of Brian Kelly and Tigers on the gridiron now. They had Jaden Daniels last week. Key component to, to the team, in, in my opinion, because he gives you a skill set at the quarterback position that you didn't have. Uh, where do you think he fits? Yep. I mean, you, you don't bring in a guy like that to say, hey, you're going to come in and compete. I don't believe.
3: Um, I mean, he's. I would think that he's QB one, Blaine. Honestly, I mean, the what if you watch any film of Mike Denbrock and what he wants to run offensively, you would know that you can't have a pocket passer to to run his offense. RPOs, zone reads, zone veers. Uh, they want to get. They want to do a lot of bootlegs. They want to get the quarterback out in space and make him make, make two or three reads. And if it's not there, then he runs. And that's just not Miles. And I think that it, you know. It, it what it should have told the LSU fans, but for whatever reason it didn't, is that Brian Kelly came in here. He saw the quarterbacks outside of uh, outside of Walker Howard and says, guys, you're you're not ready to play. That's I mean,, but, Blaine, that's basically what he's saying, okay, And there's no loyalty to to any specific recruit because he wants to come in and he wants to start winning now. And so I think it should be a writing on the wall. Uh, 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 for LSU fans, and it should be writing on the wall and that to Miles Brennan that he needs to get you know get in the weight room. He's going to have to turn off some more of that weight. And, he, and as crazy as that sounds, Blaine, I mean, you know, we were worried about him gaining weight. Now he's going to have to lose it. So I'd rather him. I'd rather somebody in his position have to lose it at this point than gain it.
1: Jaden Daniels, as a, as a true freshman, was oh so good. For Arizona State, since then it's kind of been a mixed bag for him. How do you know what you know, version of Jaden Daniels we're going to get in purple and gold?
3: I think that you know because of the fact of how how chaotic Arizona State was um, last season. I mean, Blaine, we're we're very close in getting to make sure that our our you know the guys' stats are correct on this. Um, I would I would not I would be less than shocked. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm pretty sure that it's close to Arizona State, led the nation in drops last year. His receiving core was really bad. His offensive line, you thought LSU's offensive line was suspect last year. Go pop in a film of Arizona State from last season. Um, So, I I mean, look, he did not have a lot of help around him. He did not have a position coach. His offensive coordinator was pretty chaotic in what he wanted to do. Um, The times that they let him go out and make plays, he did make the plays. Look, he had some bad and Aaron throws, but Blaney, I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, right? Like, I'll give somebody the benefit of the doubt when you throw 22, 22 touchdowns to three interceptions. You know, like, the way that I see it is, is that, you know, so he had two good seasons, and then he has an average season, and everybody freaks out that he transfers. So I got two versus one, especially in a program that's been hit, getting, being hit with violations in the transfer portal. So is it really completely all on him? So I I like his skill set. I think he fits what Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock want to do. I think he'll be fine.
1: Brian Kelly hosted his first junior day a week ago, and boy does he have a bunch of guys coming in this weekend, probably highlighted by the number one offensive lineman in the transfer portal right now, Tyler Steen. What's your opinion of Tyler Steen? Is is he a guy that LSU is really in the mix for? Can they land yet another marquee transfer in this class?
3: Yeah, I think he can. I think coming down to LSU and Alabama, from what I hear, LSU wants to um, do everything they can to get him to commit before he goes on that visit to Alabama and publicly do it. Um, so with that with that being said alone, if they're able to get him, you solidify your starting offensive line or maybe even a you know, your starting your your front your at least a starting seven that you would wanna have, with Marlon Martinez probably being on the outside looking in. Uh, you know, Blaine, they want to move Gary Dellinger over to center, which I absolutely love. So I think you would solidify your offensive line. And, again, from offensive line perspective, Blaine, it also tells you what they're thinking.
1: It also shows you how they uh, just value the, the offensive line and line play, un- unlike the previous regime that was in Baton Rouge. I, I mean, look, the, the class of 2023, a little bit slow to get started. you only one commit so far. Amari Miller out of Shreveport, the wide receiver, uh, who – how close are we to getting more guys to join this class, and who's going to be the first guy to join them?
3: I don't know who the first guy is going to be to join, but I think you're going to start really seeing some guys pop here very, 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 very soon.
1: Very good, Blake. Always appreciate the time, my man. Y'all don't know about Blake Rafino. Y'all got to go check the guy out. Go, go check him out on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You want to watch a nightly, entertaining, yet informative LSU show? Go check out Blake Rafino and Are You Serious Sports. Always the best.
3: Thanks, Blaine. I appreciate it, brother.
1: All right, my man. You have a good one. You too, bro. Always catching up with the guy. It's always good to catch up with the guy, Blake Rafino. He breaks it down. He's so knowledgeable in all facets when it comes to LSU sports. He's able to kind of break down football, baseball, basketball. Knowledgeable in all three. The Blake Money news was tremendous, saying it was just precautionary. That's, that's great news for LSU heading into SEC play against the Aggies next weekend. They're going to need to rely heavily on Blake Money on that Friday night start. So important. You know, James and I talked about that um, yesterday afternoon. So important to get off on a good start on the Friday to set yourself up for the rest of the weekend because you don't want to burn your bullpen. You want to carry positive momentum in. Friday night guys get that done, and Blake Money is also oh important for this LSU team if they want to make a deep run into the postseason this year. We want to make a deep run into this show. So what we're going to do real quick, we're going to step aside, pay a couple bills, but we'll come back and wrap up this first hour having so much fun on this Friday, Friday afternoon right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: We love talking about sports. Yeah? You love listening to sports. Yeah. Sounds like we were meant to be together. Or at least friends with benefits. Aren't you glad you found us? Yep, Yep. Mm -hmm. Back to more of the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
2: The game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station wants to give you a chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil brought to you by j j Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot and a burner, an ice chest, a tumbler, chairs, and a $500 Visa gift card to go along with tickets to an Astros game. So sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041 thegamecom so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil. From J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish, and the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles.
1: And right back at it for the last segment of the first hour, I'm Blaine Vietar filling in for a Friday edition of Crunch Time. Had a lot of fun so far. LSU Tigers fall to Arkansas today in the SEC tournament, but we didn't let that damper our party. Since then, we've been having a ball. James and I, right here in the game studio, had Blake Rafino join us on the last segment. And if you want to join us, you could do that as well. You could call us up on the game hotline at 337 706 0111. And if you want to see our beautiful faces, you could hit us up on the simulcast. Here in Acadiana, you could watch the simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Great time so far. And took a little peek at the Cajuns as well. We could tell you that softball, the girls, Coach Glasgow and company, 0 0 so far against Georgia State and the boys. We're down. Last time we looked at it, it was five to three. They've tied it up now. It's five to five now. Cajuns versus the Houston Cougars. It's the end of the sixth inning. So Cajuns nodding it up. Softball still tied up. A lot of time to be played. We'll talk a little Saints now, though. We've been talking about that all week, cap space, how they do with the free agency who they go after in free agency, what they do with the quarterback position. I think that, you know, we've talked it over multiple times, and James and I are both in favor of bringing back Jameis. Not too crazy about going out and get guys like Jimmy G or taking a shot on a Deshaun Watson. i rather get the guy who I have already in New Orleans. I think Jameis was off to a great start. I think he knows the offense. I think you bring him back. If you would happen to make a move, we both agree that we think Teddy Bridgewater would be a guy we'd like to look at. I'm not crazy about any of these quarterbacks in the draft, James. I don't know about yourself. I'm not
2: too hopped up on him either, but I, I did see this one tweet from Barstool Nola that I, I'm kind of interested in, actually. <laughs> they said, hear us out, Texans. How about Taysom Hill and a seventh rounder for Watson? Well, of course, I'm going to take that all day. Hey, we'll throw well, in a sack of crawfish right there. I was we'll make that say, a deal. we'll, we'll give you... We'll give you a whole year's worth of crawfish yeah.
1: if we can get Deshaun. I mean, if you, if you get Deshaun that cheap, then I'm, I'm in. I don't know what kind of value he's going to command. They wanted a lot for him last year.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, they wanted multiple first-rounders. <laughs> they were
1: shopping him around for big, big-time money, and I, nobody wanted to bite, but there was so much uncertainty, right? We didn't know about the allegations that were against him. We didn't know if he was going to get the Calvin Ridley treatment. But now we know. He's ready to go. No criminal charges. I still don't think he commands multiple first rounders. I mean he's an all time talent and he's do we been, know that though. Is the sample size big enough for us to go out and say he's an all time talent?
2: He's had to, he's, he's had to, he's had to carry this Texans team and even with even without uh DeAndre Hopkins, he still he still did his absolute best and they he's, still had an under five hundred record, but you could tell like he definitely needed help because he can't do it by himself.
1: Oh, he's a great player, no no doubt. I think he's a great you know it's it's one of those things is what was the was he going to continue on the same on the same path now he has to see him come back year off with the rust can he get back to that same level and exceed that level because if you're talking about all-time greats you know he was going to have to get to a, a level even higher than he was playing at what was he on his way possibly so he's had a couple good years there you know he was playing at a real high level but you know you have to do that for A long period of time for me to buy in and say, Okay, he's he's a dude, you know, he's a guy. I I think he's gotta be the the number one quarterback on the market now, right? Oh now that the other dominoes fell, right? Yeah, this Aaron's staying and and russ is in Denver. So And I would consider Deshaun
2: on the same level as Russ right now. Okay, as Russ right now. And since he's only twenty five, I mean he's only gonna get better. He's had a year off, so he's got fresh legs. I mean, I'm sure he hasn't been looking at football film. I'm sure he. Ha- there's no way he hasn't at least looked at some sort of setting or doing whatever he can to at least get better, I would say.
1: Yeah, no, but, it's man, it's different. You know, you're taking live bullets in the NFL, right? Guys are flying at you left and right. The speed they play at, unreal. I don't care where you're doing your training at, it's it's not going to be the same level of competition and the same speed of the game as you're going to get on a Sunday in the NFL. I. You know, maybe he he comes back quickly. We've seen guys bounce back quick. But we've also seen guys, you know, go the other direction as well. I'm not saying – I would just proceed with caution. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. I would proceed with caution. and, And the way I see it is, I mean,
2: could be something like Mike Vick where Deshaun isn't actually having jail time. No. But he had to take an extended period like Mike did off. And we saw Mike go to a different team. And then he lit it up with Philly whenever he left the Falcons. So I feel like if Deshaun is to move to a different team, which hopefully he does because the Texans are in the, aren't the best situation right. and he gets good talent around him that he uh, could play with.
1: I mean, yeah, I would, I would say he takes it to another level almost. I, I think the Texans have to move away. There's just too much bad blood. It's, they they got to move on. They got to move on. I think Bills was good enough for him last year. Got to stick with him. It's time to move on. Got to see what he could do with somebody else. And like you said – him around more talent he'd probably do something a little bit different we're gonna see there's a lot of buyers still in the market so he'll get an opportunity we're just gonna have to see where it's at and the
2: main players that I've seen thus far are the Seahawks and the Panthers that really are looking for him and I could see him in the Panthers Panthers that's where I was thinking initially but I didn't know if the Panthers were gonna be like big enough players in it I could definitely see him in the uniform I just didn't know if they actually were
1: willing to push that many chips chips to go get him Well, I mean you got to keep C-Mac healthy too as well. We're going to pay a little bit more bills and we're going to head on in to the second hour of Crunch Time on this Friday afternoon. So stick it right here and don't go anywhere on the game 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
0: You're now listening to Crunch Time. No hot takes, no gimmicks. You love sports, he lives them. So buckle up your chin straps, because it's time to wrap up your work day with Crunch Time. Welcome into our
1: number two of two. Happy Friday at KDN. I'm Blaine Vietar filling in for Crunch Time right before we break out the brand new show. Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh starting on Monday. Excited to check that out myself. We've had a lot of fun so far coming off the LSU Tigers basketball loss. Didn't get to start the show on a positive note like we did last yesterday where we got to celebrate a Tigers victory over Missouri. Today, Tigers fall 79-67 to to a hot Arkansas team that went on a 19-0 run. The Tigers couldn't come back from that. LSU baseball, though, however, winners on the afternoon, 8-7 to over Bethune-Cookman. Right now, the raging Cajuns playing Houston Cougars over at the Teague, knotted up at five after six, and Raging Cajun softball. Coach DeLasco and company zero to zero against Georgia State right now. We also had our boy Blake Rafino join us in the first hour. Had a lot of fun with him talking all things LSU Tigers. And we're going to bring Brendan Ertle over with us at 5.30 of Cornell Street Chronicles is going to join us and have a great time talking about the Houdats and the Saints and where they're going to turn. Besides that, you got me and my boy James Mesh. And if you want, it could be you too. You could call us up on the game hotline at 337-706-0111. Love to hear from you on any of the topics that we're talking about. If you want to talk a little bit of Tigers, want to talk some Cajuns, some Saints, maybe some NCAA tourney, maybe Major League Baseball being back, or maybe NFL free agency. Whatever you want to talk about, we're ready for you on the game. Hotline at 337 706 0111. James, it was not the same Tigers team that we saw a day ago against Missouri, where they started out oh so hot. They were up 25 in a blink of an eye yesterday, getting it started really quick, playing just suffocating defense. And you and I talked off air before we came on, and we talked about how, you know, LSU, when the stripes let them play a little loose and they could get after it on defense. Force turnovers, create easy buckets. That's when they're good, right? They can't play offense in the half-court set. That's not what this team is made to do. But today, I, look, they they shot well from free throw line, shot more free throws than Arkansas. They also had less turnovers than Arkansas. Yet, the Razorbacks just torched them. Razorbacks shooting 24-57 from the field today for 42%, while the Tigers went... 18 to 51 for 35%. Of course, a, a day ago against Missouri, 56% from the field. But you know, it helps when you get 56% from the field when you're shooting a lot of bunnies. Real close to the goal, right? A little layup, a little dunk. That'll help. Also, playing in numbers out in front. Not the case today for the Tigers, as they just couldn't get it done against the Razorbacks. Big story for LSU on the Diamond. They played a much closer ball game to Bethune Cookman than a lot of people thought. Six-run inning for Bethune-Cookman. Kept it tight for the Tigers. Took that 6-2 lead before LSU just explodes. Home runs on the day by Kay Doty, Dylan Cruz, and an absolute moonshot from Jacob Berry. 411 feet, 109 off the barrel, as our boy Blake Ruffino totals from RU Serious Sports. That's what we talked about so far and had a great time, but we're open to talk about whatever you want to talk about. So don't forget to hit us up on the game hotline at 337-706-0111. We had some good chatter, though, at the end of last hour, and I want to bring James back on and talk a little bit more. NFL free agency. And it always heats up about this time of year, right? Everybody's trying to make their moves, see where they're at, see where the cap space is so we could talk about where they're going to draft, who they're going to target, where you're going to go get your guy. We know the Saints need wide receiver help. We know they're going to need offensive line help, especially if they let Taron Armstead walk, which they did not franchise tag him. So right now, he's a free agent to look wherever he so chooses. We'll see if the Saints are going to give him an offer that he wants to look at. James says no. A lot of you guys said no when we put that on the poll question a couple days ago. If they don't re-sign him, I think you still need offensive line help. That's a place that you can never be too weak, right? Never have enough bodies. Always need quality depth. That's where you win football games. We just talked about it with Blake. That's what LSU's targeting right now, and they're targeting in the portal. They go and get guys with experience. You know why? Because they can play right away and make a difference, and that's where you're going to win games. Same thing in the NFL. If you can't sign Tyrone Armstead, you got to go get somebody. I'm not the biggest fan of going to get guys in the draft. They've had success, though, right? Drafting offensive linemen that make major contributions in their first couple years. The Saints have seen success with that, with Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis. Are they going to do it this year? I don't know. I don't know. Drafted 19, do they trade up? If they trade up, who do they target? Not a quarterback, please. Not a wide receiver. You can get quality depth at a receiver on the backside. I'm totally okay testing the free agency market for quarterbacks whenever you so choose. Don't think you need to do it this year. I think you resign Jameis and you make him the guy. But if you wanted to go that direction, you so could, could do it. James, if the Saints, let's, let's say they sign perfect scenario, they sign Teron Arm Armstead, right? They they get him, they stay at nineteen or they they trade up at that point. Probably just stay. And just because that's who, what they usually do
2: is they if they're what? able to get everybody that they pretty much need at positions that they need in terms of free agency they just usually stay put at least early on and just take the best available on their board that they believe is best.
1: I got a wild card for you. Okay. What if you trade out? Oh. Trade back and you get multiple picks. We already talked about the quality guys. You get second, third, and fourth round. You, already bat, you, know, you, you draft in at the back half of the draft anyway. What if you trade back? If you have guys you like, you target. I don't know. What say you, Acadiana? Lake Charles? Where do the Saints stay? Do they stay at 19? Do they trade up? Does it all depend on where they land in free agency? Still see the Tyron Matthew news kind of floating around out there. Honey Badger in New Orleans. Could we see that? Still see that buzzing pretty heavy? You still see the talk about Jimmy G. I don't get that one bit. I still think that's smoke, a smoke screen. screen. Yeah. Smoke screen. Saw that a mile away, right?
2: Yeah, but it. I mean, there always is the possibility of there being smoke and there being fire. So <sighs> can't completely rule it out, but I don't think that's ultimately where they're going to go.
1: So you say, you know, the, the smoke stays for too long and, and the fire's brewing somewhere?
2: Yeah, if it keeps coming after a while, then it's like, okay, maybe, maybe I got to take this a little more serious than I thought I would but I'm not completely ruling it out thus far. I haven't heard as much about it than I initially did when we started free agency or at least the last couple of days when it started. But if it continues over the weekend, I still see it like Monday and Tuesday. Then Starting it's like to get a little nervous. Yeah. It's like, oh no. Are we really going to have Jimmy G Jimmy G are we really going to have that man as our starter? I don't <sighs> I hope not. He is a solid quarterback, but that's not the quarterback that I want. He's not my guy. He's not my guy either. No way. I'm taking the LASIK laser. You know, give me famous Jameis, man. I think I think LASIK laser is a little better of a nickname.
1: You like that one?
2: Yeah, I came up with it myself. Oh, I so that's, love it. that's why I like it. Uh, oh, all right, all right, <laughs> but, I love it. But I like it since I mean he did have the LASIK eye surgery, and I remember seeing like a little meme where they do like the little red eye beams yeah. on people, and that's what they did for Jameis on a picture of him with the Saints uni, and I was like laser since he's got a rocket for an
1: arm. I love it. I love You see see the kind of quality content you're going to get when you tune in from 4 to 6 right here on 103.7, the game with Miguez and Mesh on crunch time starting on Monday. That's the kind of quality content you're going to get. My man's making up nicknames for guys we don't even know is going to be on the roster yet. That's what I like <laughs> about him. That's what I like. <laughs> But we're going to get some more insight on that when Brendan Ertle joins us from Canal Street Chronicles at 5.30. He's going to let us know more about the Saints and free agency. But they did clear up some cap room. They restructured Alvin Kamara's deal, gave him a little bit of a lump sum and a signing bonus type. Is that that what they call it, James? It's a, a bonus structure they give it to him? They categorized it as, let me
2: see. They said the his compensation, they turned that into a signing bonus, which helped create over 8 million in caps and freed up in cap space. So we're getting closer, right? Yeah, we're we're a little over 20 million at this point. We're at about 23, 24, maybe 22. Doable. Doable. Yeah. It's a lot easier now and you pretty much cut that in half once you cut Bradley Roby because he's about 9.8. So that would so put you that puts you, put you at about You're
1: 14. You're knocking on the door. That's pocket change for you, right? Just a ballot 14 mil, right? Oh, yeah. Kind of like the baseball players fighting over, what, instead of 550, they're going to get 700K?
2: Yeah, like 550, now it's like 730 or something. Yeah, you
1: know, hey, come on, feel bad for those
2: guys. Oh, t- man. Terrible, huh? Feel even worse for the the ones that are making like 10-year 300 million, you know.
1: Th- poor, those, guy, those guys still got to put gas in their vehicles, man. Poor,
2: poor, <laughs> oh, yeah, that is true.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So there's still... Still some other things going on in free agency. You know, the the Packers right now got their situation locked up. I think the the Broncos probably got some stuff locked up over there. I I like the move that the Chargers made. I don't know if it's enough getting Khalil Mack from Chicago a couple days ago. We we haven't talked much about Carson Wentz moving either, though, right? What what you thought about that move?
2: It's not bad. Uh, I mean, it's not somebody that I necessarily want the Saints to get. No. So I'm glad I'm glad he kind of went back to the NFC East. Maybe he revitalized his career. Maybe maybe he just needed to go back to the NFC East. That's what it was.
1: So you're not a – I mean, I think Carson Wentz is ultra-talented.
2: I'm not saying he's not talented. I just don't like it when it seems like each year that same player is getting injured with something new or it's just a reoccurring injury every time. And that's what it feels like once he tore that ACL for Carson Wentz. It, it just – he's turned into glass bones. That's what I've started to call him. Just like how oh, yeah. Ray calls Andrews Pete Pondwater because he doesn't move <laughs> when it comes to pass blocking. I call Carson Wentz glass bones.
1: Well, they, they, put, they put Andrews Pete in bad situations sometimes, right? Don't put that guy in the perimeter. <laughs> Carson Wentz, of course, getting traded uh, to the from commanders. The, to the, uh, the commanders to the commanders. It's hard to say. It's, it's difficult to, to call the Washington football team, which I've gotten accustomed to saying. Now you got to call them the Commanders. It's a, it's a little different for me. Also, two other key free agents: former LSU Tigers Jarvis Juice Landry, Tyron Matthew. Those are two guys that'll they get a lot of burn. They'll get a lot of run over in free agency market. Both De- come in decent money. DJ Shark too. He's been getting a oh, lot of yeah, Shark. He's, he's been getting a lot of uh, a I, lot of buzz too. Yeah, Shark. Uh, I, I saw one of the possible landing spots for him with the Colts. So yeah, that,
2: that, I think that would be a good spot. I like that actually. And I saw something else about. If Kirk Cousins is to leave, a good spot would be the Colts as well because you got a nice back, just another type like Davin Cook almost, like a really talented running back in Jonathan Taylor. And then you'll have a nice number one, and then if you get DJ Chark, you'll have a speedster on the outside that's from LSU, just like how you did with Off. Jay and with the Vikings. Off
1: the injury, though. Off the injury. Yeah, he yeah, he is coming off that injury, so may, you know maybe the money won't quite be there, but he might. Hey, sign a. Sh- if I was him, I'm signing a, a short term deal on a prove me contract. I'm betting on myself because before the injury, he's been surprising a lot of folks. He was, he wasn't too shabby. Over, I, li-
2: I liked him in fantasy. I always, yeah, I, I'd I usually
1: try to have him as one of my bench receivers in fantasy football. Duvall, right? Exactly. Over in Jacksonville, he was, he wasn't too shabby. So a lot of moving pieces right now when it comes to NFL free agency, and a lot of things could still happen all leading up to the NFL draft, where all bets are off the table, right? Trades, it'll, it's a lot of fun. We're, we're still about a month and a couple weeks away from that NFL draft. So a lot of, a lot of teams still trying to make hay right now to figure out what moves they're going to make once they get to draft night. It'll be interesting, too, because the, the top of the draft board has been fluctuating a ton. Depends on who you look at. I, I really like... You know, uh, Thibodeau from Oregon, I think that guy's a freak. Hutchinson from Michigan, edge guys, right? Make difference guys. Those kind of guys I'd be circling if I was a GM, top few picks of the draft.
2: You know know another free agent from LSU that I'm actually intrigued where he goes?
1: Who's that? Fournette. Oh, forget about Fournette's a free agent this year. I, I think he earned himself some money. I think so too. He's, Over the last he's proved and himself half.
2: as as a receiving option because yes. Tom dumped it off to him so often and he would run in uh, yeah, open yes. space and start truck people like he would. Oh yeah. I, I had to go against him a couple times against my buddy Dahl, and I was like, Hey, let me get a let me get Fournette.
1: He's a viable option out of the backfield for sure.
2: No doubt. And I didn't think he had the hands that he does now, but he's definitely proven that he can catch short passes and take it a distance if he really needs to.
1: For sure. And he had a you know, great back half. Of the Super Bowl run that they had. And then last year, he had a really a great season, highlighted by the four-tuddy game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. He was... I was glad I wasn't playing him that week. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. He scored a ton of points for me that week. So, Fournette, as a free agency, I'd love to know where he ranks this free agent running back. Got to be close to the top. Especially concerned he did his own
2: prove-me deal last year. Yeah. He only, bet on himself. His base salary was just a million. And the cap it was three point two five in total.
1: And you know he uh, he's a guy who came out of high school, high accolades. LSU oh, yeah. oh, man, as a sophomore, so damn good. Oh my god, that that run he had, like the games against uh, Auburn, Syracuse. You know to start that season. Oh my goodness, man, he was unreal. And I was looking at Twitter earlier while LSU
2: was going on, and I saw him tweet something. It was a it was an ESPN like stat like current stats, and it was against the Ole Miss game in 2016. And at that point, he had seven carries for like for 200, two, huh? 249 and three <laughs> touchdowns at that point. He finished with like 16 oh, for 290 and Speaking still of catching three.
1: passes out of the backfield, do you remember when he caught that ball along the sideline and absolutely truck stick the Ole Miss oh, safety? Yes. I mean, you <laughs> still show that over and over. So I forget about that game, you know. And in between that, Darius Geis was running wild in between. So it was – That was a wild year for the LSU Tigers and and running back. So it's going to be interesting to see where that guy ends up as well. I think uh, free agency this year is, is about as entertaining as it has been with so many uncertainties still out there and so many ties to the Louisiana area. So Saints still got a lot of moves to make, and we're going to have to make a move. We're going to have to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. We're going to be back. We still got three segments left on this beautiful Friday afternoon right here on The Game, 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports
0: Station. Major League Baseball is back, and it's time for a tradition like none other. Old-school baseball guys arguing with the analytical crowd on why RBI should still be relevant. Show us that million-dollar arm, because I, oh, I got a good idea about that five-cent head of yours. No, but seriously, what the heck is war? Yeah! What? Who comes up with this stuff?
2: You're killing me, Smalls.
0: Now, back to more baseball talk here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
2: The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles wants you to be a part of our team at the Lake Charles Championship. You can win a dozen golf balls and a spot on the game foursome. That's right, you can golf with the big, bald, and beautiful one, RP3 and the Lake Charles Championship Pro-Am on Wednesday, March 23rd. To enter for a chance to win, simply text NUGGET. That's N-U-G-G-E-T to 68683 for a chance to golf with RP3. That's Nugget to 68683 for a chance to win the Golfing with RP3 contest presented by The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
1: And we're right back at it on a Friday edition of Crunch Time. I'm Blaine Vietar filling in today. The last show before we bring on the full-time guys. We're going to have crunch time with Miguez and Mesh starting on Monday. Exciting times here at the game. And exciting times for baseball. It's back. We talked about it yesterday and all the things that changed. And, of course, James hitting the nail on the head. There's going to be a lot of guys that are going to sign quickly. They're not going to mess around. They're going to try to understand, you know, they got to get into some, some spring training mode. MLB also still kind of contemplating on raising the roster limits by two to three players for the month of April. That's something that we talked about yesterday. Carrying a few guys, you know, there's going to be some getting into shape. Pitchers need a little bit more time to get into shape, so MLB is looking at that kind of like we expected. Big first signing of the day, though, San Francisco Giants. Signed All-Star Carlos Rodon, two-year, 44 million. He was pretty darn salty last year with the Chicago White Sox. Another pretty big signee, in my opinion. Everybody kind of figured this, though. Clayton Kershaw signs one-year deal to remain with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So guys are starting to sign quickly. We'll see some dominoes fall. Of course, Houston Astros fans are all watching the Carlos Correa debacle that they didn't sign him to extend him last year. My man said, pay me my monies. So good in playoff time. Crunch, do you remember the bomb he hit in the ALCS to give the Astros the win in game one? I think that for what it's worth, that you you, you sign Carlos Correa to a, a back-end deal and you, you let him, you know, you, you structure it to where you don't sign him for 10 years. I think that's crazy, but sign him on an eight-year deal where he can opt out after year four or something like that and structure the money where he... Feels confident that he could stay a couple years, and then you know he proves it. And if he wants to opt out and become a New York Yankee at that time, so be it. But the window's so short right now. You know, you, you gotta win now if you're the Astros, as the window's quickly closing. Quickly, quickly closing. Signing Justin Verlander to a one-year deal, big time. Well, two-year deal after a one-year option on the back half of that. So still, still some moves to be made for the for the Houston Astros to. Fill out the final roster, but yeah, all the eyes are, are are looking at that shortstop position. Of course, got a couple of good guys in the form system. Jeremy Pena, I don't know if he's quite ready for that kind of role. Really good in AA and AAA last year, but not quite ready to step to the big leagues yet. Carlos Correa gives you a guy who could flash leather, hit for power, and be a permanent fixture in the middle of your lineup. Now, hey, to play devil's advocate, though, and I know my main man James Mesh behind the glass over there talks about injuries and injury-prone guys. Carlos Correa has had a hard time staying healthy in his career. So do you really want to pony up the cash for somebody who might go on the shelf once a year or every couple years? I think so. I, I think he's been that good for the Astros when he is healthy. He's been really good, especially in crunch situations in the playoffs. He's a guy that could hit third or fourth in your lineup, especially when you get – A guy like Yordan Alvarez, who is an absolute stud and a young guy. You know, he's going to be coming up in a couple years for re-signing and, look, back the Brinks truck up and pay the Cuban slugger whatever he wants. That guy has been a complete hitter. A lot of people talked about him just being a a power threat. Last year, that guy used all sides of the field for the Strohs and had a big year. He had a Rookie of the Year campaign, too, a couple years back. So... Astros baseball still getting excited for that be exciting to see how Verlander comes back from the injury Bregman a lot of people say Bregs need to drop a couple LBs we'll have to see what's what's up with that I think somebody wants to dance with us on the game hotline who we got James he does his name's Brian I think you're uh, pretty familiar with him oh Brian how goes it on this Friday afternoon hey Blaine it's your dad, bud. How's it going, pops? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, it's not You're only me- my dad. It's my dad's birthday yeah, today. he let me know. He let you know. right? He's 59 years old. Happy birthday, Brian, from all of us at the game.
4: Thank you. You remember a couple of weeks ago you were going through your venues of sports? Yeah. Uh, okay. I want to give you my top three.
1: Is it your favorite uh, venues you've ever been to? Yeah. Number-
4: Number three is, well, it's changed names over the years, Louisiana Superdome, Mercedes-Benz Superdome, Caesars Superdome. That's number three. And number two is, uh, how can we forget this place, the Houston Astrodome. Uh, Your grandparents brought Mark and I several times to uh, watch Arler games. We saw Joe Namath with the Jets. Uh, We saw numerous uh, uh, National League teams with the Astros. That that background, I mean, scoreboard was outstanding. There was nothing like it in the Astrodome. It was just something to – well, you remember as a kid, I brought you to a couple of games. Uh, We saw the Rockies.
1: Sure, and, San Francisco uh, I Giants. Think the Giants. Yep. Remember, we sure waited
4: do. and got uh, autographs. Uh, and Will Clark Jack was a Clark. jerk,
1: I remember. Yep, you Remember that? Yeah, I
4: do. <laughs> yeah, you remember that? Oh, yeah, the Astrodome was For killer, sure. man. And what was number one, Dad? <laughs> okay, number one. I mean, how can you? From September to November every year, we experience it every Saturday night under the lights. Tiger Stadium, LSU, tough tough to be. No place like like it, it, man.
1: No, no place like it. No, no place. uh, The atmosphere of the entire day, the pageantry that is college football. I couldn't agree more. Astrodome, excellent choice too. The iconic image of the bull after home runs. I mean, yeah, so awesome, awesome, so awesome. Hey, I appreciate the call, Dad. Go enjoy your birthday. After I get off air, I'll come have a couple cold pops with you. How about that?
4: Hey, that sounds good. I'll see you later. All right,
1: Dad. There we okay. go. How you like it? My dad calls in Brian Vitar on his birthday. Appreciate the call there, Brian. Talking sports venues. Hey, those are three of my favorites, but those are all three of my you know three of the ones I've probably been to the most. So it's a uh, little bit of a um, you know emotional attachment right there. Just a little bit of favoritism. Yeah, a little <laughs> just, bit. Just but, just Hey, look. Little. Hey, when when the Superdome's rocking and the Saints are playing well, that's, oh man, it's crazy. In yeah, there. man, that's that's a tough that's tough to beat. Um, The Astrodome, fond memories, too, you know, taking them first Major League Baseball there and just, uh, man, it's, 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 you know, the eighth wonder of the world, James. I know you're a little young for that. It was probably just a structure by the time you came up as a young pup. And, uh, of course, Tiger Stadium. Uh, We've been season ticket holders in my family for a long time. So I remember going to games there back since I was four years old, all the way till now. I won't say how old I am because I'm getting too old. And James <laughs>, laughs at me, but I, uh, I, you know, I remember all the great Saturdays coming up as a, as a young lad, watching my childhood idol Kevin Falk play there, then turn around watching you know, Burrow to you know, all the LSU greats in between. We talked about Fournette earlier. I was there for some big ones and enjoyed every single one of them. So Thanks for the call. Talking about greatest sports venues, always a good time. We're going to have to take a break, though, so we can save some time. For on the backside of this break, we're going to bring on Brendan Ertle of Canal Street Chronicles to talk some Saints. Got to free up some more cap space and see who the Saints are going to sign in free agency. So stick around. On the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: Great news, my sports-loving friend. No more aimlessly searching for sports talk love by swiping left or right. That's because you've already found the perfect match. For sports talk love, that is now, back to the only lover you'll ever need. The game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
2: The Players' Championship is back with one of the best fields in golf, and you can take a shot at the island green with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get 30-1 to odds on defending champ Justin Thomas, two-time major winner Colin Morikawa, or Olympic medalist Xander Schaffeli to make the cut at the players. That's right, if any of those players make the cut at the TPC Sawgrass, you'll get 150 bucks on just a $5 bet. I really like Justin to do well this week at the TPC Sawgrass and Morikawa to finish at least the top 20. There's no better place to get on the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook. So step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the player's championship. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app with promo code KLWB to get 30 to 1 odds on JT, Kyle Morikawa, or Xander Shafeli to make the cut at the players. Sign up with promo code KLWB so they know that I sent you. FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting operator of the PGA Tour. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana. In permitted parishes only, new users only, must wager and designate offer markets. Max bet $5. Restrictions do apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and one help, call 1-877-770-STOP.
1: Welcome back into Crunch Time. Friday edition, I'm Blaine Vietar, filling in today, having a ton of fun. I want to know if anybody holds my man James Mesh accountable. He's been giving out bets all week long, I've been noticing, when he he does the read for (laughs) – and he's been giving y'all – I don't know if he gives y'all winners or not, but somebody needs to hold that man accountable. We need to start posting those picks on the game Twitter page so we can see how my man does on his picks. But what we need to do right now is head out to the game hotline and bring on Brendan Ertle of Canal Street Chronicles – to talk a little hoot at action, Brendan, how are you doing on this Friday afternoon?
5: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Busy Friday.
1: Of course, a lot of news already dropping. It doesn't even feel like the offseason truly started, but hey, a lot of different moving pieces in the NFL, including with the Saints, trying to free up some cap space, made a big deal today with Alvin Kamara to kind of free up a little bit. Not quite there. How do you think they get there in the end?
5: Uh, they're about 23 to $25 million over the cap right now. I think, I think they're in a good spot. Um, Marshall and Lattimore has that giant cap hit this year. I think he will probably be the next contract they, uh, try and restructure. Uh, Taysom Hill, $10 million this year. I don't think you necessarily want to be paying a joker roll $10 million this year. Um, and I think they're going to try to do something with Bradley Roby. Maybe, maybe cut him. Maybe try and extend him and lower the cap hit. Um, but they're close. And, uh, I mean, coming up just a week away, they got, got to be under that number. So they're almost there.
1: Another big topic uh, this week are quarterbacks. They're flying everywhere, right? A A Ron mm-hmm. staying put. You got your boy from your part of the woods. I, I know you. You are a New Saints beat guy, but aren't you from Washington or Seattle? From what I understand, so your boy Russ uh, is
5: mm-hmm. moving Hill. over.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you, uh, how does that take it up there? That Russ is moving down to Denver.
5: Seattle fans hate it. I mean, I, but I, I I love to see it because uh, I mean I was I was at that game in what 2011. With the Beast Quake run, I think I was 9 or 10 years old. And, uh, I, I love to see him. I love to see it.
1: You're dating yourself there, man. I like it. So, you know, with all the quarterback moves being made right now, and then the big news of uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, being eligible to play right away, so it seems. Uh, you, the Saints, uh, are they sticking Jameis? Or you think they're making a move with all that smoke with Jimmy G? Seems like it could go in a lot of different directions.
5: I mean, absolutely. It could go in a few, few directions. Uh, I still think the leader of the pack right now is going to be Jameis. Uh, of course, they were said to be monitoring the Deshaun Watson situation. I don't think that's likely. That they said they wanted some kind of a six-player package with picks, uh, picks being included. Uh, maybe that went down a little bit after all this, but I don't think the Saints want to mortgage their future for for that kind of player. Uh, and and if they wanted to, they would have tried a little bit harder to get Russ. Uh, so I just don't think it's likely. Likely. And if they want to enter that conversation, uh, I mean Deshaun Watson's do $35 million this year, something crazy like that. So it doesn't even work on the books. Uh, Jimmy G, also not cheap. He's hurt. Kind of like Drew Brees, you'd be bringing in a guy that just went, just underwent a major shoulder surgery. So uh, not ideal there. So I still think from the first week uh, to last week, I think Jameis is your best bet at this current
1: moment. Just feels like that Jimmy G is a smokescreen in my opinion. Now, mm-hmm. PFF bet, I, I saw on your Twitter page, has... T- tyron matthew the honey badger minus 120 to join the saints betting favorite Mm -hmm. i I mean how does he fit though where does he fit with the saints already having a couple guys almost in the same mold as the honey badger
5: yeah and that's what can be confusing and i think dennis allen can make this work because uh from what we've seen in in this dennis allen defense past few years it's a ton of too high and a ton of cover too so uh marcus williams of course has been incredible he's one of the no bias, one of the best free safeties in the National Football League. He has ex- extreme range. Uh, he's going to get $16, dollars million somewhere else, and I don't think that he can stay with that number, and I think the Saints know that he's going to get big money elsewhere. So with Tyron, I mean, he's played free safety. He's played slot. He's played nickel linebacker. He's played strong safety. You can make it work with him. Uh, if you have Tyron and Malcolm Jenkins, um, it does present – kind of a different look. Uh, I, I could see how some people would be concerned, but if, they're, if they run their cover to two-man high still, uh, it'll work fine. I mean, they had P.J. back there who isn't, uh, of course isn't the guy that Marcus Williams is and it, it worked out for a few games. So, um, I mean, at, at the worst, if you have P.J., if you bring back P.J. at free safety, you mean, I mean, that'll even work. So, um, I think Tyron does have some interest coming here. I think he's going to have, uh, a bigger market than people think, maybe 10 to $12 million. But, I mean, we've been hoping for Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, return to New Orleans for pretty much his entire career. So that'd be pretty sick.
1: Teron Armstead's another big name right now that's, you know, free agent for the Saints. And he's going to command big money on the, on the market as well. Any chance you see him back in New Orleans? Uh,
5: today he spoke on uh, an NFL radio, and he said he's not going to close the door on it. But at this current moment, I mean, he's, he said he'd be dumb not to look elsewhere, and I mean, he would. I mean, what's stopping the Jacksonville Jaguars from throwing twenty to $30 million at him right now? And, and what the Saints do, their philosophy, obviously, is they push money down the road. Uh, they make the books tight. And the only way this formula doesn't work is if the players are on the field. And the two circumstances that's really hurt them is Michael Thomas' the $20 million hit when he's not playing. And Teron, these past three, four years, this handful of years, missing six to eight games here and there. So, I mean, you just can't have that. Um, absolutely, I would love to have him back. It'd be tough to replace him. Uh, they have a guy in the building, James Hurst. Maybe they move Ryan Ramchuck to left tackle, too. I mean, they have options. It's not ideal losing him. Uh, but, I mean, the, the only bright spot about losing those two guys is you would probably be returning a third or fourth-round comp pick because they're going to get huge deals elsewhere.
1: Brendan Ertle joining us right now in the game hotline from canal street chronicles talking a little who that action saints right now locked into the nineteen pick. I mean, look, they've, they've moved, uh, they've traded up before they trade it back. They, they simp- they go out and get their guy, right. Or they draft best available. Where do you think they targeting right now? When it seems like they have a lot of different options.
5: I mean, yeah, they have a ton of options and it really kind of depends on how they hit free agency and how hard they hit the free agency or the wide receiver market, uh, Right now, they need three guys. I mean, Deontay Hardy, he's a restricted free agent. I uh, expect him to be back. Um, But you still need two to three more guys besides him and and a tight end, if if we're being honest. Um, So if they go out in free agency and they fill those holes, you can approach the draft as best available. And maybe you try and go get uh, a tackle or maybe even a guard at that spot. Um, But I think the pick has to be offense and – if we're being honest, I would take any of the three to four wide receivers at that point. Um, the Saints need a playmaker opposite Michael Thomas. Um, a hot name's been Traylon Burks. I, I like him. I don't think he'd fit extremely well next to Michael Thomas. I think more of like a Jamison Williams or Chris Olave would be a perfect match for him. And I'm, I would be honestly excited to see an offense that's formidable around James Winston and see what he can do in uh, year three, I guess, in the Saints offense.
1: Playmakers on the perimeter are an absolute necessity in this draft or in this offseason, whether it comes from free agency or the draft as well. But it seems like those are the kind of guys that you could almost get third, fourth round. There's been numerous guys have success from that kind of range. Is there any chance they just kind of kick the bucket down the line, maybe get more draft picks and you know utilize guys uh, later on in the draft?
5: I mean, definitely. they they could, they could trade back if they wanted to or they could – uh, wait for a wide receiver or tight end for later rounds. There, I mean, the middle of the rounds is going to be hot for tight ends, especially. Um, but I don't think you want to go into the draft with this hole. I mean, we've seen them get by with, I mean, Drew Brees and uh, Emmanuel Sanders these past few years. And But just last year, we can't go through this again. There needs to be two, two, three solid veterans. I mean, the guys out there I've been looking at is like a Jamison Crowder, will fuller just kind of guys like that A veteran we can't even be picky at this point it doesn't matter if they have an injury history or not uh you got to bring some guys in because this wide receiver room i mean there's two people in there right now and it's thomas and callaway so uh it's a thin room and even if you want to bring back shake smith um but yeah there's tons of speed in this draft and it's becoming a, a new tradition with these wire receivers just beating the 40 times and being extremely fast but um Calvin Austin's a guy I could like in the second or third round. So if, if they want to go best available first round, like they usually do, awesome. But you got to find a wide receiver, at least in this draft.
1: What about the running back position? I mean, Alvin Kamara's mm-hmm. been you know dynamite when, when he's on the field. Uh, he's battled injury, and he has his you know, legal issues uh, looming in front of him. Is, is that something that they're going to have to go out and get somebody in the free agent world, or is they going to target somebody in the draft?
5: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and Tony Jones – Good guy, good running back. He hasn't really turned into what we thought originally when we first released Latavius Murray. Um, I think you look for a guy in free agency, um, kind of a mid-level guy. Maybe Melvin Gordon doesn't get the money he wants, and uh, you can kind of get him for three to $4 million, But kind of in that range, uh, maybe a guy like Chase Edmonds from uh, Arizona. It's just someone like that that can catch football, be versatile, because the Saints are bearing and getting ready for Camarillo four to eight games here and there. So Kamara could, or uh, Ingram could kind of carry that load if he wanted to, but kind of need a guy um, regardless if Kamara and Ingram are healthy because Ingram's getting up, up there. And uh, you used to always need a good, solid running mate, running mate with Kamara. So, I mean, this draft is deep as well. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, um, Brees Hall's a guy I like too. So, I mean, you could find a running back in the second or third, maybe in fourth round that could start for you day one if you really
1: needed him to. Appreciate the time, Brendan. It was always good catching up. Hope to talk to you more during football season. Yep, appreciate it. Thank you. There you have it. Our guy Brendan Ertle, joined join us just now from Canal Street Chronicles, breaking down all things Saints, cap room, free agency, draft, knowledgeable. Go check him out on Twitter and at canalstreetchronicles.com. But what you should do is stick around for the last segment of the week. Don't go anywhere. We got one more to go right here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station.
0: The guys here in the game dugout love baseball. It was the game that was passed down to them by their fathers. Hey, Dad? You want to have a catch? All of them had such heartwarming moments. This guy threw at his own kid in a father's son game. Now back to more baseball talk here on the game. 103.7 Lafayette and one zero four one Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
2: It's conference championship in college basketball. And FanDuel Sportsbook has an offer that you don't want to miss. Right now, new customers can place their first college basketball bet risk-free. And if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back. After the game you just listened to with the Tigers, Arkansas looked really good and has a good chance of winning it all after taking down LSU. So just take a chance at the same game parlay bets. You can jump into the action with live betting or you can bet with big promotions like odd boosts. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. The app is so easy to use. They're always hooking you up with great odds. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and sign up with promo code KLWB to get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's promo code KLWB. You must be 21 and older and present in Louisiana with permitted parishes only, first online real money wager only, refund issues, non withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one 770 stop
1: Welcome back into Crunch Time for the last time this week. I've been having so much fun with you guys in Acadiana and Lake Chuck. Next week, though, we're going to kick off a new era of Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Make sure you tune in for that from 4 to 6 right here on the game, 1037 Lafayette and one zero four one Lake Charles. But what y'all need to do is, though, make sure y'all mark that down. James just gave us Arkansas as winners of the SEC, right? Just told us. So I want you guys to write that down and make sure y'all call in on the game hotline on Monday, 337-706-0111, and let them know. Say, hey, look, you want me some coin? Or, hey, I'm going to be waiting for you right outside of the game studio when you finish up at 6 o'clock next Monday afternoon. Give you a quick update on the Raging Cajuns over at the Teague. 5-5 five to five in the eighth inning, but it's a – Lightning delay. The game is suspended until tomorrow. The game is going to resume at 2 p.m. And the originally scheduled game will follow. On the women's side, Coach Glasgow and company, they are down one to nothing against Georgia State in the third. But again, lightning delay. Currently, it's only a delay. I don't believe that game's suspended up until this point. Across the basin over in Baton Rouge, LSU victors today 8-7 to over Bethune-Cookman. We were kind of worried about Blake Money, left the ballgame, holding that arm oh so gingerly next to his body. Our buddy Blake Rufino from Are You Serious Sports told us, said, it's precautionary, don't worry too much. They're going to need Blake Money's big arm next week when they open up SEC play against the Texas A&M Aggies. On the hoops, Tigers today fall short against Arkansas. My man James Mesh is picked to win the SEC tournament. Kind of like it though. They got to play Texas A&M, who just beat Auburn and beat Florida in overtime. So you know they're a little spent. Arkansas only had to play one game against the Tigers. Made light work of the Tigers, beating LSU today, seventy-nine sixty-seven to advance to the semi. Excuse me, yeah, the semifinals of the SEC tournament tomorrow. Can never count out Kentucky though. Can never count them out. No, but then the bottom half of the bracket, right? So I think you're good. You you're okay to get home into the finals with, with Arkansas over AM tomorrow.
2: I would hope so. Hopefully your hopefully your uh hypothesis is correct in that they're starting to run out of juice. So I should
1: hit the fan duels, what you telling me? I'd go for it.
2: <laughs> I'd go
1: for it. Make sure you sign up with promo code KLWB. <laughs> there you go. Shameless plug right there for James Mish. Make sure you get out there and take his advice. I think A&M's a spent team. Had to play extra ball game, Won in overtime against Florida. A game that they were up big in the first half. I remember making the joke, Texan James, saying, oh, man, we're going to have a full show. Fast forward that, and man, we we were delayed after that ball game went into overtime. So I think that's a really spent team. So I, I think Arkansas would be an excellent play. I do think... Uh, Kentucky on the battle half of that bracket's gonna be awfully tough as well. What I can tell you is though I had so much fun this weekend, guest hosting three of the five days right here on Crunch Time, and it was a ball to spend it with you, Acadiana, and Lake Charles. I also want to thank the main man, Blake Rafino of RU Serious Sports, who joined us in the five of, in the four o'clock hour to talk all things LSU. And the guy, Brendan Ertle of Canal Street Chronicles, joined us in the five o'clock hour to talk all things saints. Of course, want to thank my only caller today, my dad, Brian Vietar, calling in, talking his favorite sports venues. Happy birthday, Pops. And to all of you, ton of fun. Can't wait to do it again. You have a safe and wonderful weekend. We're out. Peace.